Gravy podcast. Today we have a special guest, um, an amazing mom, an amazing chef and friend, um, voted most likely to flick a cigarette in the girl's hair in school. Uh, Cindy, <laughs> Cindy, what a S is on the podcast today. cigarette in the girl's hair. <laughs> I went to school with all black girls. I done caught their shit on fire and been suspended. School would have burned down. Uh, <laughs> I got my ass whooped one or the two. Oh, not you, Carmen. Come on. Oh, no, Cindy. I'm just this sweet, innocent girl. Yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> so how's it going, Cindy? Uh, you know, it's going well. Hanging in there through all this garbage that's going on but yeah doing well yeah it's nice that uh that we can smile throughout all this a lot of people are having a hard time but we're able to smile and keep it moving that's right yeah it's just figuring out what size tube you have to jump through every day because no matter what you got to jump those tubes yeah see if you are in maine it's people that are here that hula hoop I don't know if they do it for a living. I don't know what they're doing or if they're getting paid, but they hula hoop and they got the moves and they do it. I cannot hula hoop. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Kirk went to this um this restaurant and it was Harry Potter thing. And one of the girls, one of the entertainers, she was doing all these crazy things with these hula hoops. Yeah, there were different shows in between all of the courses of the dinner. And were they dressed up? As, yeah. like, Harry Potter's characters? Uh, kind of rip-off Harry Potter characters? <laughs> yeah, they were just, they just had a witch hat on, and they were like, oh, this Harry Potter thing. They but... tried, uh, but... It's done in several Harry Potter actors. That's right. <laughs> yeah. B-rated Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah, I might be F. I've never seen anybody in a Harry Potter movie with a main accent. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> But yeah, they there was this girl and she had she was doing double hula hoop, two hula hoops, same time. Couldn't believe it. Coordination. Oh yeah, this bitch had had it going on. I said, damn bitch, where she go to hula hoop school? I didn't know they had hula hoop school. How much you gotta pay for it? A lot of money, girl. I know. <laughs> you know the struggling white girls where they'll do for a couple of dollars. I'm just trying to get that hoop knowledge. <laughs> It's crazy, Cindy, because here we have a lot of places that sell, um, well, you're in Detroit right now, and you'll see most people like to be flashy, they like the nice shoes, the nice clothes. Here, they're about being affordable. They go to the thrift stores, that's the popular thing here. (laughs) Uh, That was pretty popular when I was in high school, then I grew out of it. Yeah, but what high school did you go to? 
I went to Allen Park. I went to I went to four different high schools, girl. I was always in trouble, so I was always being sent to different schools because I couldn't find my P's or Q's. Yeah, <laughs> those damn P's. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's really funny though. I had a I had a really easy time in um in high school. I was a good kid though. I was a good kid until until I start working. Still a good kid, girl. Come on. I know, but I mean, I didn't I didn't start smoking weed and sneaking out the house until I got a job. <laughs> you were smart. Yeah. Once I got a job, I was like, I'm fucking grown. Like I'm the man of this house. <laughs> this pizza job. I'm the fucking man of this fucking house. I don't know what I was thinking. Your mom listen to this podcast because I feel like you're swearing a lot. Remember when you yelled at me for swearing? <laughs> <In front of your laughs> <mom>? <laughs> I know. Oh my you're god! Like, Girl, you need to knock it off. Oh yeah, Cindy can't mom. help it. Cindy swears a lot. We swear together a lot, but in front of my mom, my mom is like, "Oh my gosh, she's just cussing." Uh, when when I went to go meet Carmen's mother, I I let some language slip and. Uh, Carmen and her sister and her brother, they all like looked at me like, you can't say that. And I was like, uh, yeah. And then they were like, they looked at each other. They're like, well, I guess they can. He can. He's not, he's not their kid. Right. <laughs> so I don't know. I I didn't hear anything about it. Yeah. It's, it's so uh, weird. My mom will smoke a blunt with you, but you can't cuss in front of her. No, no, I, I definitely, and I didn't even realize I was doing it because I was pretty Drunk, but I know, I know. Cindy's like, like, man, oh, fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Cindy, I mean, that's how I talk in front of my kids too. Like, if I didn't swear, then people would think I was sick or something wrong with me, or aliens abducted my body because that's just what I do. <laughs> Your kids are smart though. They don't, they don't seem to pick up on that stuff. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure they do, but they don't. They're good kids, so. They're good kids. Yeah. That's a... That's they definitely a, swear. They tried to uh, pull a tip jar out one time, or a swear jar, and I think in three days I had $20, and I was like, all right, <laughs> the jar's going. This isn't going to happen because I'm not going to quit swearing. <laughs> what if they put the jar out for the cigarette, Cindy? Oh, God. They do that anyways. Like, you have me every single day about smoking. Yeah, I tell Kirk Every about day. that. He want Kirk always hints at me stopping smoking, and um, I'm trying to lose weight right now, so that's just not an option. Carmen, what? Girl, I'm fat as hell. You're like, you're itty bitty. What are you talking Girl, about? Girl, I'm about two hundred pounds. You know I me. Mean? Stop <laughs> it. Girl, no, you're not. I don't. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> Kurt, tell her. And I'm, and I'm a hog right now. <laughs> You're just happy enough, girl. That's what happens. Those are happy dogs. Is that good loving? Is that good loving, yeah. Is that good loving, Kurt? Keep it up, man. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm definitely, uh, I'm trying to continue my classes with the cycle bar. Ooh, that sounds fun. I actually wanted to get into rolling. Rowing rolling yeah (laughs) yeah i'm doing a i'm doing a cycle bar here and um i did one class and i didn't show up to any of the other classes (laughs) 
<laughs> so yeah, my butt hurt for like three days, and I just I just wasn't ready for the next class. That's all right, girl. It's good to know your limits. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I have, I feel like I can do better than one class for forty five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> one one class out of it's been two weeks since that class, right? <laughs> yeah. How long's it been? <laughs> yeah, about two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Maybe it's time for another. Girl, I would I would just get really high and then go to it. That's what I like to do. I mean, it's, I don't know, it's kind of nerve-wracking because I had, like, uh, three old guys behind me looking at me. And they were like, yeah, look at her. Them. Look yeah. at this black girl. She can't even pedal for more than five minutes. Look at her. <laughs> like, damn, they were doing it, too, man. They were so good. That's crazy, Carmen. You're funny. I love it. It's about to be cold in Maine, too, right? It's cold. It's probably freezing there. Uh, it was pretty. It was in the 30s today. Uh, it's gonna drop down oh. to the 20s tonight, um, but I think it's gonna warm up to the 50s maybe tomorrow. Okay. All right. So cold. And in tomorrow's weather. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's time to turn on the heater. I I think it's time to turn the thermostat up to about 80. 80? Oh, bro. Yeah. I turned I turned it on 75 while Kirk was at work today. <laughs> Man, I'm about to get warm. <laughs> I turned it down before he gets home. No, I turned it off before he got home. I turned it off. <laughs> All your secrets are coming out, girl. Watch out. Ooh, I would be sweating. I'm sweating right now, and it's only probably 65 in the house. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's um, uh, it was chilly in here, and I just had to had to break that chill. So, but then I ended up having an oven on. I made dinner tonight, Cindy, and it wasn't my best work, but, you know. What'd you make? I made a chicken and rice casserole. <laughs> Ooh, girl, that's right up my alley. With cream, yeah, cream and mushroom. And, but I fucked up because I put, uh, the recipe says two cups of rice, but I wanted extra rice, so I put more rice in. And then I didn't adjust the recipe, so... Half the rice was uncooked. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just stick around the just stick around the rice? <laughs> no, I I put it in a skillet. I was like, all right, I'm gonna steam it the rest of the way, but I don't have a skillet big enough to fit all this shit in. So I'm like, uh, uh all right, I'm just gonna leave it on the stove. And Kirk, like, is dinner ready? <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, we gotta I had I had talked to her at during my lunch break at work today and she's like oh i'm gonna have dinner ready uh for you right when you get home and i was like that's great i get off at 4 30 it's like perfect dinner time i got reasonably i'm thinking it's gonna be closer to five it's not gonna be 4 30 it's not like i'm not gonna come in and be like okay it's time to eat you know but um <laughs> so i was thinking about five o'clock here comes uh about 6 30 rolling around i'm like uh hey so are we gonna are we gonna eat or what? And she's like, "Don't worry, I got five minutes because I just need five minutes." I'm like, okay, that's that's great. She's like, "Oh, I just gotta do something, and then, I, and then five minutes after that, it'll be be over." And I was like, oh, "Okay, so that's another five minutes, so ten minutes, you know." But you know, it, it's all right. We, we got there. You got dinner. That sounds like Carmen time right there. Yeah. And that, well, you gotta you gotta think about it. If I am uh, making meals every day or every other day sometimes you're gonna have bad ones yeah i agree girl 
I think I, I think I made pretty good hamburger helper last night. <laughs> yeah, I think I did a good. I, I followed the instructions on a box, like typically I don't. No, you did, you didn't follow the instructions on the box, though. So. I did. I put everything, <laughs> I put everything the way they said it. <laughs> you you put extra things in there. Yeah, well, I gotta I spice it. up the hamburger helper. It, I had to put peppers and onions in there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> schedule is definitely um it's always changing i guess uh yeah. kirk just got a new job so now he's doing a monday through friday morning thing and i work night so we really only see each other now with this schedule we're only going to see each other for two nights and two mornings and that's it oh i know it makes me want to quit my fucking job and just find something else so we can have at least one day together but I don't know. I think I'm going to be at a finesse it at this point because it's starting to slow down, starting to get colder. So I'll be able to kind of work my schedule a little more. I'm sure. And absence brings the heart bonder. Not always, Cindy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not always. Sometimes it don't happen that way. Like, I don't know. I couldn't imagine um, being in a long-distance relationship. Have you ever done a long-distance uh-huh. relationship? Yes, I have, and it was terrible. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Yeah, you need to be there with each other. Yes. Well, we yes, went... We went through the long-distance uh, pretty much at the beginning of our relationship. Yeah, but... Uh-huh. Maybe... Oh, you left Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. And then... In mid-February, we got back together. So long yeah. distance for about four months, yeah. Three months. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys already had that, like, connection. You, like, met, you hung out, and then she decided to Right, exactly. Go, and then it was obviously way too much, and she needed to be in your life. And you guys are perfect together, because I've never heard Carmen, Carmen be happier, so... Yeah, do you remember, Cindy, when I came to Detroit and um, I, me, you, and Vera went out to lunch? Yeah. And I kept talking about him, and you, oh, you guys were like, yeah. you need to go back there because you keep talking about him. Yeah, it was true. <laughs> you made the right decision, girl. Yeah, I think I did, too. I mean, um, at the time, I was back in Detroit hanging out with you guys. That was when one of the girls on the island gave us all fleas and so i was so fucking upset that i didn't know that i was gonna make it back to kirk i was so angry i was like fuck that island and then after talking to you guys oh yeah girl i'm telling you you gave me fucking fleas i'm done with this shit how do you get fleas this girl on the island she had a cat so her cat got fleas and then she spread it throughout the camp oh gosh no thanks so I was pretty angry about it, and then I came back to Detroit, and you guys were like, girl, you love him. You got to go back there. And then I went back, and here we are. <laughs> How many years has it been? Seven? Oh, seven. <laughs> Cindy. 
December of uh, 2018. Oh, man. That's when yeah, we came when to I your went. restaurant. Good old writing company. Yeah. So um, explain to people who may be um, extremely interested in the job opportunity you got. Explain to me that situation you had with the, what was it, a basketball player at the time? The private chef uh, you got? I was a personal chef for Marquise Morris and his family. Um, I worked at Writing Company downtown Detroit, and one of another gentleman that I worked with had an opportunity, and they actually offered him the job. Um, he didn't want to take it because he's coming up with his own cold brew business. So he offered it to me because he thought it would work out nicely with my schedule, and he thought it would be a good opportunity just to get my name out there. So I took it. Um, unfortunately, it didn't last very long, but it was definitely a great experience. And, um, you know, it just makes me appreciate cooking food even more. Yeah, I mean, does that? Um, you still got probably contacts from that situation to where it could be something in the future. Possibly. Um, I believe that, like, right now, I he's playing for L.A., I feel like they want uh, to be out there, or I don't really think uh, Michigan was really the place for them. But I feel like if there was ever an opportunity, uh, I left on good terms, if they were a great family to work for, that I would definitely have another opportunity somewhere down the road. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing because... Like, I was at work, and a lot of the guys at work, they'll make comments, and they'll say, like, oh, well, we're not servants. But people think, like, in the kitchen, people think we're servants. We just make their food, and we do whatever they want. And I'm like, that's because it comes from, like, the situation you were in. Obviously, you're getting paid good. You're in a bomb-ass situation. But people feel that way because you're serving them food. So they feel like you are, like, in a servant position. Well, and no matter what I am, like, right. I serve people food every night in a restaurant, so yeah. I'm not actually, I make the food, I make sure the food looks good, and I make sure the food is going out when it needs to be going out, and it's just part of the hospitality business. Yeah. It's something I enjoy, and I've always enjoyed it, and I don't mind. I like, I like catering to people. I like making people feel good, and I like watching people eat my food when they enjoy it. So, yeah, the worst part is when somebody's eating your food after you serve them and you, you know, you're like, I'm about to fuck that up. And they're eating it and you're like, oh, shit. And you watching like, oh, my God, are they going to smile? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's definitely been moments like that. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess it goes bad. It's the only way you're going to get better. Oh, yeah, I know. It's crazy because I met you, and uh, when I met you, you never went to school for culinary arts, right? No, no. Yeah, so when I first met Cindy, she came into Roast, and she started working there, and it was weird because I had came from culinary school, had this experience, but I definitely thought that I was better than I was until I started working at Roast. (laughs) (laughs) And then when I got there, I was like, okay, 
I gotta get my shit together. <laughs> For real. Yeah, I feel like that's how we all died. So, like, that's how we all felt. Like, that was, like, the true, like, either you're gonna do this or you're not, and this is what it is. Like, I felt like that was the best learning experience that I could have. God, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was definitely uh, my training ground for sure. And then when I got to yeah. Maine, I applied for a place, and the guy was like, hey, you know Brad Ball? And I was like, yeah. Uh, and he was like, oh, he trained me. And I was like, oh, what the up. fuck? And, yeah, he run one of the biggest restaurants around here right now. Dang, go Brad Ball. I know, his motherfucking name is in Maine. I was like, what is happening right now? He looked like he should be in Maine, though that you bring him up because he just reached out to me not too long ago and he's no longer working in the restaurant he's teaching full-time he should have been he's a great teacher yeah, a great teacher yeah Very condescending. i don't think that he he was the guy to like work the line like we were doing like that uh that stressful day-to-day putting orders out but he was great at teaching yeah i agree with that Man, I want to be a teacher, Cindy. I just don't. I don't. I think I'm too ghetto to be a teacher. No, girl. I don't think you are. I think it's perfect. <laughs> I respond well to you just the way you are, and I would hate for you to change. Yeah, but I can't teach like I can't teach kids who have no experience because I'm you like can. that's wrong. Do it this way. You fucking stupid. <laughs> it's funny. So like right now, I'm um. I help out at a pizza place occasionally, and they have this sweet, sweet 15-year-old girl that works there. And they, like, everyone that works there, they always ask me, why are you always so mean to us, but you're always nice to her? And I was like, because she takes direction well, and she doesn't question anything. <laughs> and it's the truth. So I'm, I would love to, like, take her under my wing and show her everything I know, because I think she would do really well at it, but yeah. Maybe one day. I mean, that's how I am. When I come in contact with uh with people who don't have any experience, and I'm teaching them, um, I am very willing to show you everything I know, or show you as much as I can show you if you're receptive. But the moment you're like, "Well, why is this?" or "What?" I don't shut the fuck up and just listen. You have no, <laughs> you have no right to question anything which your no experience has. Shut the fuck up and just listen. And if you don't want to listen, I'm not going to teach you. But you stupid. And that's it. Get better. Yeah. Do a lot better because you ain't going nowhere in life in this field. (laughs) Or I just recommend dishwashing. I'm like, oh, you could be a good dishwasher. (laughs) You'd be awesome at dishwashing. I don't know, girl. So I don't. It's just. This sounds pretty true right now. Like. Things are opening up, but it's just not what it was, and it's weird. Right. Definitely weird. I mean, I feel like the restaurant scene in Detroit kind of thrived off of tourists, right? Wouldn't you uh, say that? It's a lot of, a lot of businesses. Like there was a lot of businesses, um, opening up downtown. Uh, it was it was crazy. It was busy. Like last year, like Christmas time, like driving down. It was insanely busy. Like, there was just people everywhere. And if you go downtown now, it's almost like a ghost town. It's scary. Yeah, that's crazy. 
Detroit was just ready to come up, and it had a great culinary art scene, and then all of this happened. And I know a lot of restaurants downtown are struggling, but there's a lot of restaurants trying to make money and make the best of it. So I just hope, you know, I hope for the best, and I hope it gets better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was just talking today, and I was saying how, um, yeah, obviously uh, the hospitality industry. Actually, I talked to Alexis today. And, oh, uh, she's doing great. But um, I was telling her how, yeah, the hospitality industry is struggling, but people are not keeping it in mind. Like, the zoos are struggling. They're all part of that. Like the like, it's so many different people that are struggling, farmers and other things like that. So, uh, I feel like the hospitality industry got hit hard, but restaurants got the most potential to regain. Like, for I agree with that. I feel like a lot of small businesses are the ones who are probably going to suffer the most, which is very unfortunate. But hopefully, you know, again, it could pick up and we can get back to where we were if not better and um what i wanted to ask cindy you how long have you been in detroit ah fudge um i mean uh, i moved back here to detroit when i was 26 and i've been here ever since so, quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, quite a while. Kirk's friend, Kirk has a friend, and uh, we actually did a po- a podcast with him. That's uh, Barnsey, right? Yeah, featured in the episode Barnsey Hustles Harder. So, Barnsey, he loves Detroit, and he comes there for their, um, what would you say, house music? Uh, he, he, Techno? He, I believe he said EDM was his... Is that house music? Sure, yeah. The Edi- electronic dance music. Okay, gotcha. So I was trying to explain to him because he's asking me like, yeah, Detroit has this like um this uh, EDM crowd and like, oh, it's so popular. They had this festival and I'm like, dude, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm from the hood. We ain't got no fucking EDM festivals. <laughs> That's the one. Like, yeah. Something. Like, the whole city would be vibrating. Like, and they even had a online festival, so you could, like, go online. But I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, Detroit is definitely known uh, for techno. Techno was uh, created in Detroit, but there is also a lot of uh, good house uh, movies. There's all kinds. Detroit is very well known for their electronic music industry so yeah and i know how big detroit is on a lot of things but what i was trying to explain to him is like think about a situation where like um where some of the people we worked with where they come from and the neighborhoods they come from that is not part of their world they have no clue that that even goes on in the city if you're in any inner city Detroit, like around the area where my mom live or some my old neighborhood where I've taken you to, like they don't know about any of that stuff. That is not like most people don't even go downtown hardly ever if they live in the inner city. Why do you think that is? 
I don't know. I, I, I've thought about it a while and I'm like, we didn't, we went to Belle Isle for like the 4th of July and I haven't, I've only seen downtown a couple times before I started to work at Roast. I had only been downtown maybe two, three times besides Belle Isle if I, before I worked at Roast. And I have no clue why, but that it just is what it is. <laughs> well, that's, I never really hung out downtown Detroit until I started working at Rose, but I definitely did go to the festival when it was free. But then they started charging. I was like, nope, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not paying to get my car jacked while I'm at this festival. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so how's the kids doing, Cindy? Kids are doing great. Um, they're getting big, and they're awesome, and people like them. So that means I'm doing a reasonable job. They're not assholes. So <laughs> <laughs> they're doing good. They're they're adjusting well with everything that's going on and staying positive. And I've seen, like, Lola and Elliot's relationship getting closer. So... Yeah, Cindy, they're going to be teenagers and they're going to be doing those things that we did. Oh, girl, I'm already, I'm, Lola is exactly like me. It's scary. <laughs> it's so scary. I'm like, oh, yep, here we go. So I'm just enjoying the good times now because I know by the time she's a teenager, I'm going to want to probably lock her in a closet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot's good, though. He's a smart kid. Like, he's the popular one. Everybody loves Elliot. Lola's a lot like me. She's very quiet, and she likes to what's going on in her surroundings. Yeah. Yeah, you have really smart kids, for sure. I mean, I feel like I was a really smart kid, and then I got older, and then I started skipping school and doing all type of stuff. I was smart as hell, then. I don't know. You influenced by the people around you. So I, I was doing great when my mom had control of me. But once she start, once I started getting to that point where I was like, I'm smarter than you. That was it. She had no control at that point. We all were all assholes from, I think, teenagers until, I don't know, I quit being an asshole at maybe 35. So <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. I think it's just a learning experience all through. So it'll be interesting. Well, Kirk, I think we still got a few years before we stop being assholes. Oh, you think so? I don't <laughs> think that time will come. For me? <laughs> <laughs> You'll be cold by the time you're not an asshole anymore. <laughs> That's hilarious. I tell Kirk all the time, I'm the sweetest girl he's ever met before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't think so? I, Sometimes- I think you're adorable. I'm sure he thinks so. He, You guys are together for seven years unbelievable unbelievable i can't <laughs> believe it's been seven years That's so i know cindy he ain't put a ring on it or nothing <laughs> girl get that ring kirk you're fucking slacking man yeah i know i'm a slacker well you know the the thing is you know i, I never figured i needed one because you know she does work in a kitchen you know she can't wear a ring to work anyway right so <laughs> that's where you get your tattoo on your finger that's the new fashion yeah there you go oh no i got a tattoo on my arm of me and kurt 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got a I got a tat me and Kirk got a tattoo. Well Kirk don't have a tattoo, but I have a tattoo. No, nah, my, my skin is untainted. Yeah. Untainted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm very tainted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you got a tattoo. Yeah, it's um it's a heartbeat and it has K and C in the heartbeat and it got a little heart and music note. It's on my on my wrist. You can't tell that it's uh it says K or C in it, unless you unless I tell you. Aw, that's sweet. That's very sweet, Carmen. That's dedication, girl. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh it was a uh, <laughs> it was really it was really funny because she she was came home. Like she was off for some reason. She was off one day for some reason. This was maybe a year ago now. Mm-hmm. It's been a while ago. Yeah. And uh, and then she came home and she was like, "Don't be mad at me." And I was like, "Okay, what's going on?" And then she was like, "Look at this." And I was like, "Yeah, you got Saran wrap on your wrist, you know? <laughs> like, great, that's awesome, <laughs> you know." <laughs> and then then I saw it and I was like, "Oh wow, that's pretty cool." Yeah. <laughs> did you see the initials right away or did she have to tell you? Uh I think I saw it. I don't think you saw it. No. I think I had to show you. Maybe. I think I, I saw it. I disguised it so it wouldn't be like Kurt in bold letters just written across my arm. <laughs> yeah, it's this like a thin little pencil line. Yeah, I don't want Kirk to get a tattoo because um, he don't have any tattoos. Well, he don't have a tattoo. He shouldn't start at 31. Why not? Thirty? How old are you? I'm 32, thank 32. you. 32. You yeah. should not start at 32 getting tattoos if you don't have any. <laughs> you knew we got together when I was 25, okay? <laughs> okay. I am 31, Cindy. Dang, baby. Babies, girl, I'm an old hey, lady. I I am an old lady. I got I got like this silver strike streak of white hair in my hair. It's girl, it's crazy. It's that, like witch hair. <laughs> that's super dumb though. <laughs> you gotta like embrace it. I you know what? I do love it. I don't mind it. But when I wear my hair down and people see it, they're like, "Oh, when did you get so?" white i'm like it's always like that it's always something to did it did it grow in that way like was there was there a time whenever the bottom of your hair was brownish and then it was just white all of a sudden yeah it like slowly started like so my streak is like on the left side it slowly just started creeping in like it would be one or two hairs and then like within five years it, it's like a solid streak <laughs> that's wild it's, this is crazy like think of was it um poltergeist the mom like after all the scary stuff happened she had like those like silvery streaks on the side oh no that's kind of like but it's just on one side hmm. See, that's crazy. probably super cool it, it's pretty my hair is really long too carmen like i've never had long hair and it's long that's good. My hair is uh, also growing out pretty pretty good right now. I've been keeping a box, the individual box braids in my hair. Okay. So I uh, haven't been touching it. Uh, I don't know how to do hair very well, so getting the box braids is 
perfect for me, and perfect. Kirk likes it, so which I don't I care if you like it or not, but yeah, do your edges But yeah, I got the. It's crazy because I got braids like Alexis used to have, but okay. it, but it's not um, it's not as long. Okay. Like I keep mine a decent size, and then I burn it in so I can work in the kitchen with them and hair don't fall everywhere. Right. So. Yeah, because that's. Remember when we found one of Alexis's uh, braids on the floor? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she. But that's the thing, though. Now that I have botched braids, I'm scared about that. I'm scared of being at work and one of my fucking braids fall out on the floor. <laughs> like, Kirk is always, like, picking them up off the floor. And he's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, Kirk, it's going to happen. <laughs> You're like, I'm shedding. Don't worry about it. I like to I like to put them in places so she, she can find them later. You know? Like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like a game. That's awesome. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, what happens is your hair grows out, so the extension slips off the, the edge of the hair because your hair grows from the roots. Right, right. So the extension will slip off the end of the hair. Ah. So if your off. hair is slipping off and falling on the floor, it's actually a good sign. That means your hair is growing. That's the only reason Girl. it happens. Well, that's good then. Shit. It's good, but it's hard to explain. <laughs> yeah. I, you know... Like, how do I tell a bunch of white guys in Maine why my braid is on the floor? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what? Yeah. Like, I can't explain that. <laughs> Too many words. You're right. Yeah. I completely understand that. I feel like sometimes they don't need to know, like. Yeah, just pick it up and throw it I, away. Like, okay. Even if you explain to uh, a, a man something like uh, braids. Even if they like, oh, okay, now I get it. We still don't get it. Like no. you can't explain it. It just doesn't matter. Just don't waste your time. I would say, you know, because we just don't don't get it. It's gonna go awkward. They're gonna be looking at you weird, like. And then they're gonna Why? talk. They're gonna talk to each other and be like, "Did you understand what she was talking about?" I'm like, "No, dude. I have no idea. I don't know. Her hair falls out." <laughs> Yeah, it's super funny. Like, it's definitely one of those weird ones, but it's good for, box braids are good for hair, but there are definitely, you take some risk. It's definitely some shit involved in that, like losing braids randomly. Yeah. But it looks pretty. I, I would just say something like, oh, I think someone put a hex on me, and so my hair started falling out. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, what I do is, I put that shit in a ponytail, so if it fall out, it'll still be in a fucking rubber band. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be on the floor. <laughs> I got crafty. Girl, you're smart. See? Yeah, my sister, she is. She fucking, my sister uses bobby pants like I ain't never seen before. I said, damn, girl, my sister get a 300 pack of bobby pants and she used the shit out of them. I use, I, I buy a pack of bobby pants probably once a month, girl. <laughs> Like, if I leave anything anywhere, it's bobby pins. Like, my bobby pins are at every car, boyfriend's house, at my friend's house, at work, my purse, my night bag, at home, everywhere. Bobby pins everywhere. Cindy, you know what I still have from you? What's that? Your shirt that you gave me from your overnight bag. <laughs> oh, isn't that a great shirt? Girl? Yeah. <laughs> 
it up just sitting here. <laughs> you should be texting. I'd be like, I haven't seen you in three years. This shit's mine now. Well, we've seen each other. Last year, it was 90. No, so it's been two years. Yeah, no, I'm gonna, next time I come to Detroit, I'm gonna bring it, and then you should see if you can fit the shirt. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it'll be like, okay, well, this shirt I used to wear, then let me see how it fit now. It might be super yeah. loose on you. You'd be surprised. Yeah, you might might be in for something that puts a smile on your face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty challenged, actually. When are you guys coming home? Um, We were... I was trying to shoot for Christmas, but I am. I need to look through everything and check everything out because if I gotta go to Detroit and fucking take a test and quarantine for fourteen days or shit gets shut down, like I have to make sure I'm able to make it home. So I'm shooting for yeah. Christmas, but I'm not gonna rush it if it's gonna be weird. Um, I did. I drove across country with the kids and everything was fine. If you guys plan on flying, I don't think my girlfriend just went to Vegas and came back. She didn't have to quarantine or anything. That's good. I've heard different stuff. I'm not there, so I don't know. I just don't want to go and then be in a weird, awkward situation or get fucked over in any way. Definitely. I would definitely check it out. Um, but yeah, that would be great to see you. Yeah, so I plan on coming home very soon. Um, I would have been home sooner, but COVID hit and I couldn't really do anything, so. That's a bummer. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, I miss you guys, but, uh, I don't know. I feel like I talk to people often enough to where it doesn't feel as distant. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not that bad. I, uh, speaking of which, I read your Facebook uh, post. I don't know. It was probably a week ago. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I read the very end and about the cigarettes. So I was like, okay, I don't think she's talked about me. We're good. <laughs> no. Can I was, you, can I was you tell everybody what the Facebook post was? The Facebook post said, I'm sick of reaching out to people who don't make an effort to reach out to me. Out of sight, out of mind, it is then. And when I come to Detroit, don't be begging for no fucking cigarettes. <laughs> and I had, girl, I had a rant. I was about to rant on and on and on. And I was like, you know what? This is enough. I stopped it at the cigarettes. I was going to go keep going. <laughs> These people know who I'm talking about. The people I'm talking about, they know. Because they called me right after I posted the shit. They so did? They, every Those si- people? Every single person I was people? talking about, they called me after I posted that. <laughs> oh, hey, how's it going? Oh, it's going great. Motherfucker. So, when so I come home, still don't ask me for no cigarette, though. Oh, no, you're right. going to have to bring another pack. <laughs> this one's for you guys. Thanks for calling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's a weird thing. You you leave the state, and um, and it's out of sight, out of mind. People don't contact you as much. Like, I have a lot of friends like you or Alexis or people like that or Vera. Everybody is doing their own thing, and they have the, they have their own lives, and we interact uh, from time to time, and, and we pick up where we left off at, and that's amazing. But then I have yeah. some people who will not have any contact with me for a whole year, and then as soon as I get home, they're like, hey, come through. And then you get there, they're like, what you got on that bottle? Get the fuck out of here. Nothing. Um, I have a... 
hilarious, hilarious story for you really quick. So um, one of the gentlemen that I work with, he, <laughs> we're always like deciding, okay, what should we get to have a pint of afterwards, like do a couple shots. And what is the stuff you and I would do all the time? Um, we didn't do E and J. I think we maybe some... today because that's exactly what you suggested, and I almost <laughs> fell on the floor. I was like, "What?" <laughs> e and J, rough. That was rough. <laughs> e and J is smooth. It is oh, not smooth. Girl. You know no, the the thing that smooth. the thing that makes E and J so gross is when you look at it. And you see all the little shit floating at the bottom of it, and you're like, I don't know about this one. <laughs> and it's like, it's a, it's a weird flavor because it's sweet, but then you, after you, you still get that like liquor, like, yeah, you know, that heat. And you're like, no, that's, a, it just doesn't, it's not right, Carmen. Well, the first thing, Carmen, <laughs> the, first, the first thing. You don't look at the shit at the bottom, because that will, that will deter you. You yeah. don't, you just don't pay attention. You know it's there, though. Yeah, but don't, don't pay attention to it. I ignore it. I forgot it was yeah. there until you just brought it up, to right. be honest with you. But when we first got here, I was um, talking to Kirk about, I like e and I like Brandy. And we were at the bar one time, and Kirk was like, you guys have e and J? was like, no, <laughs> they don't have that. <laughs> I tried that at Grand Trunk, and they were like, what's that? It's like, oh, they don't have that. Yeah, you gotta be weary of the of the liquor that the name brand liquor that nobody sells at a bar. Well, right? <laughs> no, E and J is E and J is under the bottom shelf. That's why they don't sell it at the bar. <laughs> I don't brandy is really popular like shooting alcohol. That's like old old school, like grandpas would sit around and drink brandy and if he had a cough they'd be like here take a tablespoon of this it'll help the cough you know what they a main drink here cindy is a, a brandy and it's a coffee brandy it's called allen's people here they drink allen's and milk so that, that's like a that's like a it's like a coffee brandy and milk and that's like a main drink they call it a a fat bitch i think sometimes somewhere i don't know <laughs> i know it's allen allen's I, brandy and, and it, milk about it, I was like, ooh. <laughs> I mean, I guess it would be similar to putting Kahlua in uh, ba yeah, Bailey's and Kahlua in a drink, right? Yeah. Absolutely. It's like it's like the White Russian. Well, we tried drink. that drink. What did you think about the Allen's and the milk? It was fine. Yeah, you. I think it sounds delicious. I would love it, but one. Yeah, just one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One. You don't want to, man. Cindy, you know what I brought back? What? The Long Island iced tea, Cindy. Oh, I love Long Island iced teas, girl. Smells like 21. <laughs> I, I worked at a bar, Bee Boomers, in Allen Park, and it was the home of the 32-ounce Long Island iced tea. <laughs> How many can you buy? How many can you get at one time? Or like in a night? Oh, we would sit there and drink them all night long. <laughs> See, you can't, like, here, they're like, you only can have two. <laughs> no, they're, I mean, boomers, they don't care. It was a hole in the wall bar, girl. Oh, no, I don't. I've been there before. I think so, right? The bar you took me to that you worked at? No, that was another bar in uh, Warmerdale. Gotcha. 
Yeah, that was the green bar that we went to. That one was pretty chill, too, though. Yeah. Um, I actually started drinking brandy lately, girl. I drink blackberry brandy now. I just do shots of LaRue, like Polish blackberry brandy. LaRue? LaRue. You know what that is? Nope. No, I don't know what that is, Cindy. It's cheap. You can get a liter for like fourteen dollars, girl. <laughs> girl, that sounds like it's right up my alley. <laughs> Man, that's that's hilarious. So you are right now? Are you you in a relationship right now? Right, Cindy? I am. I am. Girl, when you getting married? Uh, I don't know about that. Kind of hard date and kids and you know make sure this is what we're going to be doing and uh still pretty fresh so but i haven't left this house so <laughs> that's a good sign <laughs> no that's funny because i feel like i don't know i could see myself getting married to kurt but we wouldn't have a conventional wedding that's the thing i think that people think marriage and they think about the wedding but marriage is really just a paperwork part of it but that that does not equate to marriage in a lot of people's heads they think the ceremony and all the extra shit so i can see myself getting married with kirk on paper more so than actually having a big ceremony i can't see myself in a white dress and heels and that type of shit no i did that once i feel like didn't work out and it's not really you know just happiness that's what's important to me just being happy how long were you married for i was married for seven years <laughs> oh shit so you were married too long to have to get a gifts back yeah <laughs> <laughs> winning like, girl, I want that fucking toaster back I gave you if you ain't gonna stay married. I'm sorry. I was married seven years. I deserve the toaster. <laughs> I think I love the toaster there. <laughs> <laughs> I have two boxes and my kids' clothes and my stuff, and that was it. I was like, bye. Yeah, I don't know. It's something about that, though. Something about being able to get the fuck out of there and just keep it moving. Yeah. Well, you know, if you're not happy, you got to do something about it. You can't just bitch about it every day. Yeah, I agree with that. But, Cindy, do you have any closing words, anything you want to add to the podcast? I think this is about the close of everything. Um, I This was awesome. I'm just really glad that I got to do this with you guys, and it was good to hear both of your voices, and I appreciate you involving me in this because it's pretty cool. All right, then, Cindy. Well, thank you so much for being on our podcast today, and we will talk to you next time. Sounds good. Yes, Cindy, it was great talking to you. Good talking to you, Kirk. You guys be cute. Yeah, all right. Bye. Bye. All right. Thank you guys for listening to the Sweet Gravy Podcast. If you have any questions or suggestions, please go to sweetgravypod at gmail.com. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye.